Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father and gracious God, we thank you for our daily bread. And in this season of Advent, we are eternally grateful, remembering the news of great joy that you have given us, given to us, our Savior and your Son. Let us remember, let us have wonder and joy in receiving your great sacrifice. Let us be faithful in what you have given to us. Let us be attentive to your Holy Spirit. Help us to be faithful in what you've given to us uh, in another morning, filled with opportunities to show, your, to show our faith, to grow our faith, and to meet you today to do your work. Bless us, Lord, at this time as we open up your word. Help us to open up our spirits and help us to have fertile hearts for your word this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yesterday, we saw Elizabeth, old relative of Mary and the mother of John the Baptist, encouraging the Virgin Mary, the mother of Messiah. Once again, who could encourage Mary better than Elizabeth? Her long suffering of infertility and disgrace, and now the gracious miracle of God, was a timely, perfect comfort to Mary who has to face a lifelong disgrace and stigma of people who didn't understand the virgin birth. Upon the confirmation and comfort of Elizabeth, Mary burst into a song, the famous Magnificat, in Latin, Magnification of Mary's is what we read and reflect today. So let's read Luke chapter 1, verse 46 to 56. Once again, I'm going to read a new Revised Standard Bible's version. Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with a favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One, has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy is far those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thought of their heart. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with the good things, good good things, and sent a rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. According to the promise he has made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. Mary's song magnifies the Lord for he has done great things. Mary finds God's great power and might to be a good and glad. God's greatness is our gladness. God's greatness is our gladness. Why? Today's Mary's Song of a Magnificat teaches us a two major truths why we should magnify God's mighty love for us or greatness for us. The first, 
It is a God is God respect the humble. God respect the humble. People say God is impartial and he is not a respecter of a person. Well, Bible tells uh, says a little differently. Even though God is impartial, impartial and gracious, but God is more gracious and sensitive to the poor, the lowly, and the hungry. This song tells us God has actually favoritism to the poor, to the lowly and the humble. Verse 48, God has looked with a favor on the lowliness of his servant. Why does God care more for the humble, uh, lowly and the humble? Because humble knows and appreciates God's gifts. They know that they cannot make any claim on their own, but simply receive God's unmerited favor. They know the divine origin of the gifts when they receive one, and they never think that they somehow earned it in their own ways. Instead of feeling a sense of achievement or self-confidence over the blessings they have, they have deep appreciation and uh, profound gratitude. Humility is again the great virtue and secret to be near God. James tells us in his letter that God gives us more grace through the humility. God opposes the proud but shows a favor to the humble. G.K. Chesterton once said in Orthodox in this way, Angels can fly high because they can take themselves lightly. The tattered clock of a beggar will bear him up like the rayed plumes of the angels. But the kings in their heavy gold and proud in their robes of a purple will all of their nature sink downward, for pride cannot rise to levity or leviation. Pride is a downward drag of all things into an easy solemnity. One settles down into sort of a selfish seriousness, but one has to rise to a happy self-forgetfulness. Seriousness is not a virtue. It would be heresy, but a much more sensible heresy to say seriousness is a vice. It is really a natural trend or lapse into taking oneself gravely because it is the easiest things to do. For solemnity flows out of a man naturally, but laughter is a lip. Is he talking about lip of faith? It is easy to be heavy, hard to be light. Satan fell by the force of a gravity. Chesterton said Satan, or the former angel, fell from heaven because he too much weighed on his self-importance. So, humility is a virtue. Through the virgin birth, Mary found that God does not despise her lowliness, but God deliberately uses her lowliness to display his great mercy and might. Some biblical scholars call this first line of a Mary song, uh, I, My soul magnifies the Lord, to be the first beatitude of the gospel. The first beatitude of the gospel. 
Do you remember the first beatitude that Jesus taught us in the Matthew 5? Blessed are those who are poor in the spirit, for theirs is a kingdom. Whenever we are humble or we humble ourselves before God, we can expect God to use us mightily as he did for Mary. The second uh, truth about God's greatness in this song, that God's greatness is our goodness, is that God not only respects our humble, but God also reverses human sinful hierarchy. Look at the verse 51. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thought of their heart. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with the good things and the center rich away empty. Here we can see Mary's song is not all pious and feel-good Christmas carol. It has a shocking substance and radical implication. Mary showed a great courage, not only in accepting the call God placed on her, but in writing a song that exposes and challenges the principalities and the powers of this world. She knows that Messiah will bring a God's justice. That means God will judge those in power and those who misuse of power. German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer recognized this revolutionary nature of a Mary song in his sermon um, during the Advent uh, years before uh, his, his death, 1933. He said this, The song of Mary is the oldest Advent hymn. It is at once the most passionate, wildest, one might even say most revolutionary Advent hymn ever sung. This is not the gentle, tender, dreamy Mary whom we sometimes see in paintings. This song has a none of the sweet, nostalgic, or even playful tones of some of our Christmas carols. It is instead a hard, strong, inexorable song about the power of God and powerlessness of a humankind. Mary's song has become the most outlawed outlawed, and the controversial song in Christian history. It's amazing the wickedest vessel has produced the most powerful hymn. It is a song of rebels and subversives and revolutionaries and insurgents. Do you know that Mary's Magnificat was banned by kings in Enlightenment Europe in 18th and 19th century? This song was banned in India in the final days of British colonial occupation. And Gandhi intentionally made everyone to sing the Mary song as a march song or fight song against British colonization. And then mid-1970 in Argentina, this song became an official campaign song of a mothers of a plazas of a, a miles. A plazas of a mile, there's a several hundred mothers gathered for their missing sons 
during the so-called dirty war of Argentinian dictatorship, military dictator. We know about 30,000 young men disappeared and tortured and killed during that time. And they sang, publicly recited the Mary's word. And then 1980, Guatemala government, once again dictator government, discovers that Mary's word of a God's preferential treatment and love for the poor to be dangerous and revolutionary, and they banned the song. So this song became a fight song for those who want to see God's justice and those who really, really humble themselves before God. So today, let us sing with Mary with joy and gratitude. For God loves and respects and humble and poor, and much more, God became the poor Galilean Jew for all of us. So let us approach God with joy and gratitude, and with humility, and let us really uh, and, and, and hope that He will bring a true justice to our world. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, just like Mary, we also want to magnify you, Lord. Your mighty mercy, your humility, your redemptive humility. Who are we? Who are we, the sinners? That you became one of us. You became not just a human, but a lowly human. And that you placed all our limitations intentionally and wholeheartedly into yourself. Heavenly Father, for us, Christmas is not just about a happy time. This is a holy happy time. This will bring out all our yearnings for the true justice and peace in this world. And Lord, we pray, as we just meditate in the Mary song, our life will reflect your mighty greatness through our humility and the humble service. Lord, receive our humility and use it for your glory. In most humble name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.